Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I forgot to say rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. <laughs> For shame. For shame. It's like a six-year tradition, JC. <laughs> I can't be... Can't be tripping up on the tradition now, especially in the season full of tradition, right? Mm, okay. So everybody, this is my husband, J.C. Hall, and the people on the radio can't hear you nodding your head. <laughs> Come on, J.C. This is radio, dude. Hello. All right. Uh, hello to Richard Kramer. He was the first to pop up on today. Awesome. We are so happy to have our people, uh, the people who follow us on YouTube, come with us live. Uh, we are working to improve, as you can see. Oh, look, there goes the dog behind us. <laughs> if you're watching us on YouTube, it never can tell what's going to happen. And we have a new background, and we have all kinds of new things that JC's been working on. And <laughs> oh, the dog's name is Mac, and apparently he is not settled this evening. He has to be in the room with us every time we do the show. Otherwise, he sits outside the door and cries and scratches and barks. So we bring him in, but now he's going to be a part of the show forever. How can you have a dog and be a supporter of animal cruelty? What's oh, wrong with you? That's right. Oh, my goodness. I am a terrible, terrible person. Terrible person. I have a dog. I, we, we just, just didn't see me kick him before we had the show. So, right, right. You're right. <laughs> So I wanted to show you something, JC. Um, so uh, Elizabeth Warren, everybody, meet Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren is anti-electoral college. And she was speaking before a group in which they asked her, what do you want to do when you become president to the electoral college? She says, I want to be the last American president elected by the Electoral College. So as president of the United States, Elizabeth Warren somehow believes that the president of the United States can end the Electoral College. Once again, apparently she has no understanding of the Constitution and that the Electoral College is actually part of the Constitution, which would create, we need a constitutional amendment, not a decree by the president. Which is interesting because we're going to hear from some liberals, um, some liberals today, the liberal professors that were at the impeachment hearing, that surprisingly now the liberal professors believe that, uh, that presidents don't have unlimited power. 
that the only source of presidential power is Article 2 of the Constitution. They now believe that? They, they now believe that. They're now testifying before Congress, right? Law professors, mind you. Law professors that I can tell you and I can say with confidence every other day of every other semester will tell you that presidents have certain plenary powers because the Supreme Court says so. They'll say that the president has certain powers that are not in Article 2. They've been expanded by Congress. But now you have law professors that are sitting before Congress testifying that the professors uh, believe that Article 2 is the limit and the sum and total of all presidential power. Isn't that interesting? I have a little fun historical fact for everybody. I found this out today. In the election of 1796, where Thomas Jefferson and John Adams were candidates against each other. John Adams won the presidency, but, ben, but Thomas Jefferson won the popular vote. So let's just be clear. John Adams won by the Electoral College, and Thomas Jefferson won by the popular vote. You will never find any instance in history, written or otherwise, of Thomas Jefferson having a hissy fit because he won the popular vote and not the Electoral College. And I believe that's because back then Thomas Jefferson had an actually an understanding of what the Electoral College was all about and what the necessity of the Electoral College was towards liberty. And that's why you get people like Elizabeth Warren and people who are are with this national vote program who simply don't understand what's going on because we have such a lack of education in America. Do you know how many people are supporting her? It's just this whole removal of the Electoral College thing is just crazy. Supporting her or supporting... So Well, there are lots of people supporting her, but there, there are more people supporting the removal of, or the end to the Electoral College, obviously, than are supporting Elizabeth Warren. Maybe it's a different show, but you have to, you're going to have to define the word lots to me. <laughs> when you say lots of people are supporting Elizabeth Warren, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to throw up a flag there. Okay, well, but the, the, lots of people, maybe um, more people than support Elizabeth Warren support the removal of the Electoral College. There's actually a pretty large movement of people, especially uh, at the state level, to get rid of the Electoral College. And we simply just don't understand. I had this conversation with this guy on Twitter. He's like, you don't understand when Congress constrained, when Congress stopped expanding the, the number of representatives in 1929, right? Because remember, we're only supposed to have uh, 30,000 people per district. And so as we get more than 30,000 people, there's supposed to be more districts, which means you have more representatives. Well, in 1929, the House of Representatives refused to reapportion the House to the number of people that they had in the districts in America. They just they said, no, we're not doing that. And in that, certain states objected, but, the, but Congress just ignored them, setting this precedent in 1929 that Congress doesn't have to follow the Constitution. They can do whatever they want. All the way back in 1929, right? And so now we have a situation where Congress not following the Constitution, not following the principles of, of constitutional republic, have 
uh, destroyed the electoral college process because smaller states have a, well, let's just say the electoral college is not distributed, is not apportioned correctly. And so I explained to the guy, I said, what you're telling me is not a problem with the establishment of the electoral college. What you're telling me is a problem with Congress following the Constitution. Right. We don't need to get rid of the electoral college. We don't need to get rid of Congress. Or <laughs> maybe that is the what we need to do. <laughs> we don't need to get rid of the electoral college. We need to have a Congress that actually follows the Constitution. So we have um, the impeachment hearings. They've been a lot of fun today. I didn't watch them. Did you listen to any of them? I saw clips and read read transcripts, but I, I didn't I didn't watch it. Well, there's been a lot of hubbub my, on Twitter. My tolerance for these people is rapidly declining. Well, I think a lot of people thought it's the holidays. A lot <laughs> in during the holidays, JC's tolerance actually diminishes instead of expands. You know the whole. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Totally skipped yeah, over but, the whole, but that's the whole point. It's supposed to be, this is supposed to be peace. Like, dial it down, retards. <laughs> Don't use that word. <laughs> dial it down, morons. Retarded morons. How's that? Is that better? Nah, it's not nice. Yeah, anyway, so, so I think... And it seems like they're cranking it up. Yeah, like, well, of oh course they are. Enough, enough You already. know why they're enough. cranking it up? Because they're about to go on vacation. So they yeah, need right. to have the volume high enough that in their yeah. absence, we don't fall into a political mental silence yeah. and start realizing the absurdity of what we've been under. The clown show. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to tell the students today at, at uh, River University, I was telling them, I said, look... We are, we are inundated with such noise constantly at such volume that the absence of that noise would bring such peace and contentment to our hearts that we would never be able to tolerate it again. So they don't want us to have that kind of, of political silence so we can understand how things are supposed to really happen. So all the time, right? 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 Was that a good noise? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, and I'm totally behind Fuzzy Bear El Pecho Peludo's comment. <laughs> I would love, I would love to see you up there in yeah, the impeachment so hearings. They, so anyway, what I was telling you about the, the impeachment hearings today had these four law professors, and apparently because they were four law prof professors, a lot of people thought, well, Chrisanne's got to be watching this. Can I just tell you, because there were four <laughs> law professors, Chrisanne was not watching it, all right? Because I have to make sure that, you know, I don't have to come on the show with duct tape holding my head together because it would, right, totally exploded. So I can only take these things in small pieces. But throughout Twitter today, I kept getting things like you can see up here on, on uh, YouTube now. Uh, Fuzzy Bear, huh? what is this? El Pecho Peludo. I love that. I cannot <laughs> That's great. do a Spanish uh, <laughs> accent properly. What Do you know what that means in Spanish? Fuzzy bear. Oh, okay. All right. The, what is it again? El pecho peludo. <laughs> so, fuzzy bear uh, says, at Jerry Nadler should have called in Chris Ann Hall as an expert witness on the Constitution. I would pay good money to see her break down the constitutionality of every action of government to these career politicians. Well, Mr. Fuzzy Bear, El Pecho, uh, you can just imagine why they don't call Chris Ann Hall. 
Right? Because right? they, look, there are people in Congress that know who I am. Some of them may pretend they don't know who I am, but they know who I am and they know how to get in touch with me. They don't call me on purpose. Well, apparently all, the, all of the, uh, what are they, professors, attorneys, lawyers, mm-hmm. right. all of the above, they were all hacks. So every one of them were hacks, well, including the Republican. Even, yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say including he, the He said the right Republican. thing, but his history proves He's he's actually just a partisan guy because he changed he he had a, he was singing a different tune yeah. under Clinton so you know so, so that's what's sad even though he said for the right thing why can't you pick somebody that's consistent. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Don't forget to go to chrisannhall.com and shop for your Liberty First gear for the holidays. I wanted you to say that name again. El Pecho Peludo. <laughs> the Fuzzy Bear. So, here we are. Chris Ann's fighting with the mouse again. Yeah, so they're, they're all, all, they were all hacks. There we go. All the professors were hacks and... Uh, you know, and they laid it all out, who they voted for, who they support. I mean, you got guys, they're all Clinton supporters and giving money to all these liberal whack jobs. I mean, total, total so bias. Testifying, which, which we know, it's just right. a dog and pony show. It's, well, it's the whole thing's about. a dog and pony show. Now, listen, testifying on Wednesday uh, were Noah Feldman, a professor at Harvard Law School, Pamela Carlin of Stanford Law School, Michael Gerhardt of the University of North Carolina School of Law, and Jonathan Turley of the of George Washington University. Turley was the one selected by the Republicans. Right. Seriously, why would the you only get one shot in this, right? You only get one shot. Uh, you almost, why would you go with some milk toast guy that's not even going to stand up and give you a firm? Well, I mean, well, he gave firm responses. The problem is, it takes you thirty seconds to go back in his history and find out. He said exactly the opposite during the Clinton impeachment. So it's almost like maybe some never Trumpers were the ones that put him up there so that he'd be able to be ripped apart in the media as being not credible. So well, they, they, um, it's a, Matt it's a Gates, strange thing. Matt Gates had a pretty good oh, yeah. <laughs> conversation with the Pamela Carlin, Carlin of Stanford she, she's Law. She's a sleaze. She is just disgusting. And okay, so here's the thing, right? First off, you've got. Th- Three, sorry, three representatives of the Democrat Party, right? And one representative of the Rhino Party. Correct. Okay. Yes. That would be a good way of putting that, right? Yes. One representative of the Rhino Party, three representatives of the Democratic Party, and the three representatives of the Democratic Party. Let me let me just put it this way to you: You're in an impeachment hearing, and I believe Turley said this in some way or form. This is probably one of the most uh, critical things that can happen in a country with a president, mm-hmm. right? The most somber, most sober, most intense thing that can happen to a president in a constitutional republic. 
Why would you not pick people that were the epitome of moral character, the epitome of professionalism, and the epitome of knowledge in the subject? Right. Matt Gates asked them, all, all of them, to raise their hand if they knew anything about the transcript that yeah. the president was being Do you have material over. knowledge about Do it? you have material knowledge about any of this stuff? Which, by the way, is what a witness is. Which is what a witness <laughs> what, is, right? What are you witnessing to? I mean, they, they witnessed to their partisanship. Well, let me just That's be clear about something. There are two different kinds of witnesses. Well, they're supposed to be expert the witnesses. The expert witnesses. But when I bring an... When I was a criminal attorney, right, for the mm. prosecutor's office, and I had, let's say, uh, a murder and we had DNA evidence. Mm. I did not bring in an expert witness on Christmas trees. <laughs> I would bring in an expert witness on DNA, right? And the fact that he's an expert witness means he has knowledge of the D of not just simply his subject matter, but how that relates to the material in this case. Number one, these people were not experts on the Constitution. Right. Number two, they weren't even experts on government. Let, let's just be clear. Just because you're a law professor does not mean that you know the Constitution. It doesn't even mean that you actually understand government. Because you realize that we have law professors that teach law and gender studies. Right. Right? Well, and the even law and the Equal Rights Amendment. I mean, even objectively speaking, under this system of law, lawyers specialize. Absolutely, just, just like doctors. Absolutely, so you're not going to get a foot doctor to be your expert witness on brain surgery. Right, exactly. Doesn't know anything about it yeah. just so because he's a doctor. Maybe my analogy was a little. Uh, no, no, I think you're, no, I, you're on target. You're on target. But I'm, here's the thing: these just because they're law professors doesn't mean that they're actually expert yeah, witnesses. You're absolutely right. And here's the problem. Why would these people not look? There are more than four law professors in this world. There are more than law, four law professors in the law schools of the United States. By the way, just because you're a law professor doesn't mean you know everything. There are lawyers that specialize in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Of all the people in the United States they could have possibly chosen, it's like they dredged the bottom of the tar pit <laughs> to find these people. Because they want loyalists to toe the party line. That's it. That's the requirement. As arrogant men tear up our constitution And from every direction we cry around Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris N. Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey, JC, I'm looking at our, our Twitter feed or our YouTube feed here. And uh, Ron E. said, most, if not all, attorneys are taught to argue a side and not the truth. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. From a lawyer who's not only been to law school, who's been trained in law school, but actually argued in the courtroom with lawyers. And in this instance, these those particular lawyers, as I said, were chosen to, you know, just... Uh, toe the party line. You know, it's like they, they take an oath. You know, do you do you solemnly swear to regurgitate Democrat talking points and support your hatred for this president? <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, that's why they're there. This 
this vile person, Pamela Carlin, right? Mm -hmm. The vile person of Pamela Carlin, Gates, actually, asked, she gave money, $2,000 to Hillary Clinton. She, she gave money to... to um, Barack Obama. Barack Obama, and she gave money to... Some other lefty hack. Some other lefty hack, right? Maybe Bernie Sanders, maybe. I don't, I don't know. what they said. I don't remember anymore. Warren or somebody. And she was on a panel or a podcast or something where she said that liberals tend to uh, congregate cluster. together, to cluster. That was the word she used. I knew it was a C word. Liberals tend to cluster together where uh, conservatives do not. Spread out. They spread out. And she said it's because she believes that conservatives can't even stand don't, to hang out with each yeah, other. Don't like themselves. Yeah. So here's the thing. Okay. You have taught... Liberals are liberals because they've been taught so. Liberals are liberals because they've been taught the collective mentality. They have been taught the collective humanist manifesto, and they can't breathe, they can't do whatever without somebody telling them to do that. It's a society of complete lack of self-governance and lack of self-accountability. Mm -hmm. That's the generality. In conservative, and I won't say just generally in conservative, but the further towards libertarian you get, it is true. We tend to be more individualistic because we live individualistic lifestyles. We believe in individual liberties. We believe in live and let live. And we believe that, hey, if uh, we were talking about this in the show yesterday. If I don't like what you're saying and I don't like what you're doing, I don't have to shut you up. I just don't have to be with you. Right. The liberal mentality is, if I don't like what you're saying, I got to shut you up because you have to be with me. If you're not with me, you're what? You I don't need know. to be eliminated. You need to be eliminated. Well, that, isn't that true, though? I mean, it, it really is. It is no, eliminated. It's absolutely true. And so she has this. Gates asks her about it's, this. Because the, the, it's the same reasoning. They, they don't respect individuals. They don't respect the dignity of the individual. It's all about the collective. Right. I mean, it's all this the statism. It's, it's all, all the... And all these... All of the programs and all the things we see and all the platforms that they're rolling out, it's all its all a form of fascism, just like the Nazis. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the status mentality in whatever, whatever garb, whatever wrapping, that's what it is. It's rejecting the individual for the sake of the collective. And, by the way, there's even a higher, uh, a higher program in operation here because... In fact, they themselves, what, who they look at as a collective, they themselves are tools uh, right. by this elite class of manipulators who just use them and farm them like cattle. And so they're dupes themselves. But it, it's, uh, they, they disdain the individual. So then it's no problem for, <laughs> for this lady to then go after a 12-year-old boy, yeah, the, the son of the president, and, and make a joke and mock and she attack says, the, the president's son. And so when I told you earlier, now all of a sudden they believe that the president of the United States is limited, that was a direct reflect. Uh, that was a direct referral to what Carlin says, this mm -hmm. vile woman. She says, kings do no, do no wrong because king's word is, was law. But contrary to what the president Trump says, Article 2 does not give him the power to do anything he wants. Unprompted, she continued, I'll give you one example. The Constitution says there can be no titles of nobility, so while the president can name his son baron, he cannot make him a baron. See, this, this is what I'm talking about. 
These people have no moral governor. They're dregs, just like you said. They're, they dredge the bottom of the swamp. They're bottom dwelling. But, but here's the thing. And, and this it, is why there's so many lawyer jokes, by the way. Yeah. What, what do you call 30 lawyers at the bottom of the sea? A, begin, a good start. Right. Right? You know, I mean, this is So why. you add leftist and yeah. lawyer. I mean, so you're even strengthening the, the, the recipe there. So if, just a formula for, uh, for disgusting human being. Yeah, and, the, and, the, and this is, here's the thing, uh, Feldman, the other liberal hack, says uh, the founding fathers thought it was essential that America, an American president could be removed from office and not be regarded as above the law, which is totally true. And then he says that Trump's behavior embodies the framers' concern that a sitting president would corruptly abuse powers. Yeah. Okay, but we've never seen any treason, evidence of any treason, bribery, high crimes, or misdemeanors, which would be law, and disagreeing with his politics and his foreign policy is not law, and it is not an impeachable offense. And that's so really the basis something. of the argument. I mean, that, and that's the argument that they're making. Right. And unfortunately, they trotted out Turley to say what you just said, mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, none of this breaks the law. However, he said during the Clinton impeachment that it doesn't have to break the law to be an impeachable offense. So he was making the argument the left is making back under Clinton. So that, that's, that's, that's the, the problem. problem I have. The that's Republicans the tribalistic problem. That and is. the Republicans had to trot out a, a, a partisan hack, even though what he said today was 100% on target. He is still a partisan hack. You bring this guy out, mm -hmm. who all they got to do is look at his history and... He's no better than the other three on the panel. They're right. they're they're all basically, uh, you know, speaking the talking points from their side. Uh, you know, unless he's going to come out and say I was wrong back then and here's why or whatever. But come on, there's probably a thousand attorneys you could have put up there that didn't have that kind At of history, that didn't kind of have attorneys. that kind of contradiction that would have said could have said the same stuff he said without the baggage. So it's almost like they wanted to undermine the republicans wanted to undermine the process themselves well when they questioned carlin about her statements you know those that vile statement about the difference between conservatives and republicans and and her political support and she didn't deny it I mean, she actually no. even chuckled and then of course yeah. she makes that that terrible statement why is that statement about baron trump even necessary why would you do that? I think it's just it's just shining the light on the character of who this woman really, really is. Yeah, and she uh, she was forced to apologize later on. I don't think because she feels bad about it, but just because of the, the publicity. But Mr. Kramer is right. What we're yeah, talking about? Yeah, the dean of the law school probably. Yeah, made I'm her. sure. But what Mr. Kramer said this is this is the this is a flaw in their logic when you think about subjugating the individual to the collective. There is no collective. All a collective is is a collection of individuals. Right. So they, they have a they have a suicidal, this irrational suicidal mentality. And and I so I would say in general, maybe maybe this is gonna sound harsh, maybe it's over the top, hyperbole, I don't know. But but to me, this is not just she is a despicable individual. To me, this is just typical of leftist ideology. This is how this is how they think, this is how they are. This is what it means to be a lefty. Now there were a lot of people in the media, uh, in She's the conservative media, and the talking heads had their panties in a wad because there were three Democrat picks and one Republican pick. Once again, you get one shot. Why are you gonna pick this guy? Seriously, <laughs> you've got only one shot. It's just for and sure. And here's the thing: 
when before this started, if if you go back and watch the Chris Ann Hall show from from where we started, okay, before this thing started, I sat down and I explained the rules, and the rules were simply written by the Democrats before it happened that that the the chairman would have the authority to prove any witnesses if any witnesses so the republicans ought to be happy with the one that they got because the rules that were created said they didn't even have to have any and so this is just another indication that this is really not a constitutional following of any kind of due process whatsoever because in in a trial both sides get to call as many witnesses as are necessary and to be frank with you if you were going to uh not, you know, not quite frankly, but frank. <laughs> if you're going to call a witness and your witness is cross-examined to, to discover has absolutely no knowledge of what's going on in the case like Matt Gates did with these guys, raise your hand if you know anything about this. At that moment, in a real trial, those witnesses would have been excused and the jury would have been told to disregard every bit of their testimony. This is just a show. I want to show you something, JC. This is what's going on right now. Do you see that this, this, those posters, if you're watching us on YouTube, you see it. If you're not, if you're listening to the radio show, there are posters on, on easels sitting behind the committee during the impeachment hearing. <laughs> you want to talk about theatrics. This is so, this is so disgusting to me. They have, the Democrats, anybody in this committee has absolutely no, no reason to talk about the integrity of this process. Right. This process has no integrity. When you can put up an, and look, oh, Chris Ann's for, against freedom of speech. No, this is not freedom of speech. Okay, these are posters, these are politically, emotionally evotive posters that have absolutely no relevance. They're not evidentiary kind of displays. They have nothing to do whatsoever with this hearing. But the only reason it's there, you know why it's there? They wouldn't be there if this wasn't televised. Right. Yeah. No, if, those, know, cool. if, if this was not televised... Those posters. One of the posters set is a, apparently a quote from Al Green. Okay? <laughs> right. So if you're looking at us then on YouTube, then the poster that's on JC's shoulder is a quote from Al Green that says, I'm concerned if we don't impeach this president, he will get re-elected, end quote, Al Green. Right. So is that a prophecy? Isn't that a prophecy, though? I mean, seriously, because he's not going to get impeached. And he's going to get reelected. And he's going to get reelected. Well, that's, and we know that. That's the whole point of it. That's the thing. On the on the on the one hand, obviously, you know, for the show that we're doing, it's just I don't know, fun or useful to point out their hypocrisy, their yeah, insanity. Uh, but I'm I'm happy about it. I'm glad for them. Mm -hmm. Keep it going because they're they're all they're doing is sinking their own ship, mm -hmm. right? But so we're just pointing out the obvious. This is what these people are like. So you know. How it works, uh, but there is no integrity in the system. The, the, they're destroying the poster themselves. at my shoulder is a quote from Nancy Pelosi, and I can only assume it was put up by the Republicans, mm. right? So the Democrats get their Al Green poster. No, I think they both were. So that's they're yeah, trying to show one, the hypocrisy of the Democrats 
in saying this is just about you know preventing him from getting reelected. So I think they're both Republican. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Oh, I got I went I got ahead of myself there. I wanted to go with that. But anyway, the quote on the sign is uh, about Nancy Pelosi saying that we should not have impeachments for the president in light issues, right? So it's a very serious thing. If it's not compelling, if it's not overwhelming, if it's not bipartisan, we've got no business engaging in impeachment. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, and that's the thing. I think those are. That's why I say both those are Republican because it demonstrates the hypocrisy of the Democrats. They put them there, but it's like you said, it's because it's a show. It's all just a big circus, made-for-TV drama. I don't want to believe that the Republicans did that all by themselves. I want to believe that one half is is Democrat and the Republicans <laughs> said, "Hey, we've got so. to have our sign too." I don't want to think that the Republicans. <laughs> no, the Democrat. Are the, the Democrats have had signs throughout the thing. They, they've done this the whole time. That's, that's why you see me. it's a big, it's, it's a big freaking circus. To me, it is so disgusting. <laughs> it is such, it is such a farce to our way of life. It's, yeah. it's, it's a, it really is a, in in the face of of, of true liberty yeah, and cause, dignity. Because there's nothing, like you said, there's nothing parliamentary about it. There's no, it's not a legal process. It, it's a sham circus. Uh, made for TV drama. This is all about political or electioneering. It's all about election influence. The Democrats know good and well the guy's not getting impeached. This is this is dead on arrival yeah. in the Senate. So either you know pay the Ukrainians to interfere with our election, pay Trump to or pay pay Putin to interfere with our election, or just let the parties do it themselves, right? right? Through exactly. their C-SPAN show. Yep. News you're not going to hear about is Hillary Clinton's donors are charged with massive campaign financing scheme. Yeah. Right? So Meanwhile, meanwhile while you're away. What, meanwhile, <laughs> back at the ranch, eight people, including major Hillary Clinton donors and a witness in the Mueller investigation. Mueller, 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 Mueller. Mueller, Mueller, whatever. Mueller. Who cares anymore? What difference does it make? <laughs> <laughs> have been charged in a massive campaign finance scheme the Justice Department announced yesterday, yeah. right? The individuals conspired to make a conceal, make and conceal, con say that for me again. Can you read that there? Uh, conduit. Conduit. To make and conceal conduit and excessive campaign contributions. That's got to be some kind of jargon or something. Valued around $3.5 million in the 2016 election campaign and beyond. You want to talk about real campaign manipulations? Yeah. You want to talk about real interference in the election process? Here you go. The donors. Mm -hmm. The Hillary Clinton donors now being charged by the Justice Department, which, by the way, is still run by Obama holdovers. Yeah. So you can't say that this is Trump's fault. And it right? says, although the indictment does not specifically name the recipient of the donations, it is clear that the contributions went to groups allied with Clinton, Clinton's presidential campaign. 
Okay, so what? it doesn't name Hillary Clinton, but all the money went to Hillary Clinton. Right. right. We can't tell you if Hillary Clinton received the money, but we'll tell you all the money went to Hillary Clinton. And by the way, there's yet another pedophile in the bunch. One of, one of the recipients of the money was a Lebanese-American pedophile, p part of the pedophile ring. Who, who, by the way, this pedophile was also a witness in the miller mueller myler Moeller report. Yep. He faces between 15 to 40 years in prison if convicted on child pornography charges. And he, they plan to put him in Epstein's cell. And I have so to get this make it from National no, I'm just Review. Kidding. Right. Yeah, in, in Epstein's stuff. And well, Epstein didn't kill himself. If, you know, Mr. Nader, if I was Mr. Nader's banker or Mr. Nader's lawyer right now, I would be seriously considering changing my name and going into witness protection. Because if Nader goes to prison and he gets, you know, suicided, then everybody else along with him goes as well. There's no way I would represent any of these he could get the, He could get plastic surgery and join Epstein. Yeah, there you go. Nader also, let's see, oh, well, he's also implied with all this other stuff. So here's the thing. This is, like we said, meanwhile, back at the ranch, the real intrusion, the real collusion is still not being talked about. Thank you for joining us today. And it's always too short. I think we should go another segment just for the YouTube. <laughs> God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.